Welcome to the Cannabalist Nurse Podcast. This is Denise Chesney, and I am here with a master's degree in nursing to interpret the science behind cannabis and help you to make better informed choices for your optimal health. After many inquiries from patients and friends regarding the use of cannabis, I delved into the emerging body of knowledge on the endocannabinoid system and the use of cannabis as a therapeutic option. First, I would like to talk about cannabis and the impediments that we have encountered for research. Even though cannabis has an extensive history of healing, modern medicine has not embraced the benefits of this plant. In 1937, against the advice of the American Medical Society, which we now know as the American Medical Association, and without scientific reasoning, the United States criminalized all use of cannabis. In 1942, it was removed from the U.S. Pharmacopeia. There is now growing interest throughout the medical community in the use of cannabidiol, CBD, for treating numerous disorders. However, medical education for physicians and nurses has been minimal, and adequate research on humans is lacking due to many impediments. One of the first impediments that we uh, come upon are that investigators seeking to conduct research on cannabis or cannabinoids must navigate a series of review processes that may involve the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, institutional review boards, offices or departments in state government, state boards of medical examiners, the researcher's home institution, and even potential funders. You can see how all of these steps would make it very difficult to initiate research. Another impediment are that there are specific regulatory barriers, including the classification of cannabis as a Schedule I substance that impede the advancement of cannabis in cannabinoid research. It is often difficult for researchers to gain access to the quantity, the quality, and type of cannabis product necessary to address specific research questions on the health effects of cannabis use. Specifically, because cannabis is classified as a Schedule I drug, it is generally prohibited to conduct research on potential medical uses, and because it is prohibited to conduct research, it's nearly impossible to prove that there are valid medical uses for cannabis. Another impediment is that the gold standard in medical research is a randomized controlled trial using a very well-defined drug. This is to provide the best evidence for the safe administration of a substance. To develop conclusive evidence for the effects of cannabis use on health outcomes, improvements in standardization in research tactics are needed, such as controlled trials and observational studies. Um, As more research is evolving, the healthcare world will also need to develop best practice standards for the use of cannabis in clinical care. And then sharing clinical evidence is imperative. There also exists a need to defend and expand practitioners' rights to practice and prescribe and this does include physicians and nurses. These are but a few of the obstacles facing healthcare practitioners. The practical challenges in the regulatory, financial, 
and access barriers described above affect the ability to conduct comprehensive clinical research on the health effects of cannabis use. In the absence of an appropriately funded and supported cannabis research agenda, patients may be unaware of viable treatment options, providers may be unable to prescribe effective treatments, policymakers may be hindered from developing evidence-based policies, and healthcare organizations and insurance providers lack a basis on which to revise their care and coverage policies. In short, these barriers represent a public health problem. However, there are options for change. Legal or not, people across the country are using cannabis for medicinal purposes. And while there is significant polarization among various groups, there is a broad agreement on the need for more research. Recommendations from major agencies in this regard include addressing research gaps, identifying strategies to improve the quality of research, strengthening federal and state-based public health surveillance efforts, and addressing regulatory barriers to cannabis research. Questions about the overall effective of cannabis underscore the need for research, safety studies, and controlled clinical trials that typically support an FDA-approved medication. However, again, the Schedule I classification strictly limits the type, amount, availability, and funding of such research. Practitioners' concerns remain about its toxicity, pharmacology, form, delivery method, dosage, and the potency. So, while the cannabis plant has been in popular popular use for centuries, recent developments in the political, biochemical, and medical arenas have brought the medical benefits of cannabis to the forefront. And as our understanding of the complex interactions of chemicals within the human body changes, science will continue to progress. Only within the last 25 years has the structure of THC and CBD and their receptors in our bodies been defined. This is, an ama- this is a major advance in the study of ca- cannabinoids and has la- launched invigorated research efforts to the therapeutic potential of this medicinal plant. The barriers have not stopped me from exploring the science and interest in cannabis and specifically cannabidiol or CBD. Cannabidiol is one of 113 identified cannabinoids or components of the cannabis plant. While CBD is an ingredient of the cannabis plant, by itself it is not psychoactive or, for instance, it doesn't give you a high. According to a report from the World Health Organization, in humans, CBD exhibits no effects indicative of any abuse or dependence potential. To date, there is no evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD. Working closely with physicians and cannabis healthcare advisors, I am in development of an MD-grade CBD line of products, and we'll be talking about this in later episodes. Today, though, our challenge is to educate and engage while supporting safe and effective patient care and offering options for optimal health. Hey, thanks for joining me today. You can look forward to weekly shows 
and my commitment to you is to provide health facts accurately, putting them into perspective, and helping you to understand how the research findings may affect your health choices. Take good care.